They put the con in confidence and the sexual tension in this anime. We watched Great Pretender and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host producer, Weave of All Trades, and small-time con man who gets a nickname because whites can't pronounce his real name, PJ. And me, Leonardo DiCaprio from Catch Me If You Can, Skylar. And joining us today once again is our friend and newest member of Team Confidence, Lauren. Hi everyone, I'm that childhood friend you had that only ever wanted to play make-believe and that was it. Because you were such a great pretender, because this week we are watching Great Pretender as we kick off Best of 2020 month. Yes, we know it's 2021. That's the joke. <laughs> he did have to explain it to me, so you're not alone. And then afterwards, she was like, that still makes no sense. This is fucking <laughs> stupid. Why do I record with Too you guys? bad. This is a tradition I have chose to start now, and it will continue forever. <laughs> so tune in next year for the best of 2021. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, Lauren, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? Okay. I know this is a song by the platters um <laughs> i so, knew it was fucking right what do you mean you, you knew i never said right? you were wrong no i just i refused to look it up i was just like when it came I on i just asked i was like who was the original artist for the great pretender and skylar was like i think the platters i think she's just very excited oh. that she was right <laughs> well then yes you were right it is the platters that's the song that i know Hell yeah. Is the great pretender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I based it off that. So our main characters are pretender and he's had a really, really bad breakup and he's trying to pretend that life's okay, but it's super, super not. So we're going to be in for like a lot of feels and a lot of angst in this anime. Okay. I respect, you know, I feel that that's a great prediction based on the name. I do feel that once you saw the poster, you were like, this seems a little more intense than that. It is much more intense, but it became even sadder. Um, <laughs> for me, because it's it's more stylized. So, okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Based on this poster, I'm thinking the great pretender, our main character, he's so depressed that when he's pretending that everything's okay, he the world around him becomes like a, a virtual reality or like a video game to where everything is okay, but he's like super not okay on the inside. I like that idea. I would almost go more imagination than like a virtual reality. Like I like to imagine more that he's imagining his world in a different light than yeah. something creating that for him. But I still yeah. like the idea of someone like misleading themselves so much that they believe their own lie. Yeah, yeah. No, it is all in his imagination, but he like plays video games and he like does all that stuff. So all these other facets in his life are surrounding him and making him feel better about things but that's not really there and he's like a sad boy you know yeah yeah so let's figure out which of these is the sad boy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so why don't we start off with this dark-haired girl in the bikini she is the imagined girl in his pretend world she is his love interest in his imagination, the girl of his dreams who's like super supportive and who's like totally there for him. It helps that she's super hot. So yeah, he it's not the woman that he broke up with. This is his girlfriend the of idealized. his dreams. Yes. This is his manic pixie dream girl. Manic pixie dream girl. Absolutely. So then based on that, I'm assuming I know what the red haired girl in the suit's going to be. You're probably assuming right. That's the woman who broke his heart. That's his girlfriend who said absolutely tf not and left him <laughs> absolutely tf not i that tm that that's great thank you so much <laughs> yeah no she uh we only see her in the real world she never crosses over into the imaginary world and she's not a mean person he's just you know super sad that she's not in his life yeah sometimes breakups just happen it's not because a person was terrible sometimes you're just not right for each other exactly yeah. Then let's move on then to this blonde, smugly smiling man on the phone. That's our great pretender, because look at that smile. That's not a real smile. He's not happy with life. He's a sad boy. Oh, wow. You think this is the great pretender? I think that's the great pretender. I was positive you were going to go with the other boy, but continue. Oh, we'll get to the other boy. No, no, no. This man with the phone and that smug half not real smile he's our great pretender he's the one that is, whose imagination we escape into when he 
faces something in reality that he doesn't like. He kind of imagines it away in his own little world. He definitely looks like he could be suffering from some emotional anguish there. And then let's finish off with this black haired boy running with a duffel bag full of cash. Ah, that's our comedy relief boy. He's also in the imagination of our great pretender. Um, and he always shows up and does some like wild, crazy shit when things are getting really, really rough and sad. This dude will show up and be like, hey, I just stole this duffel bag full of money. How do you want to? Spend it. So this sounds like way less imagination, way more schizophrenia. <laughs> I also I think it's I think it's a little bit of both, right? So what I'm kind of gleaning from this is that it's very so this is kind of the plot that I have created based off your prediction. Right. <laughs> which is right. like every time things start going really rough. You know, it's like in this very dark, drab, dreary world, and all of a sudden he'll like close his eyes and open his eyes, and he's in this very highly stylized world. And this dark-haired boy is always the one that like instigates the new journey, the new yes. thing, like the thing that's going to make his life exciting again. Whether it's running a heist and stealing a bag full of cash or whatever other crazy thing is shown in the background of this poster, and then they always inevitably come to this femme fatale, this you know this dark haired girl in the bikini like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is part of this adventure and eventually he always like goes to either confess his love or do something and that's when he snaps back to reality and he just is looking at his phone and looking at a picture of the red haired girl in the suit realizing that none of it was real and that's like the depressing part that's it that's that's the anime I was like, oh, uh, the way that Lauren's explaining black haired guy I'm just like, oh that's the best friend for Russell Crowe from um, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, yeah, 100%. This is <laughs> Paul, Paul Bettany, Bettany from A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> also, spoilers for A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> but also, TBH, if you have not seen A Beautiful Mind, I don't know if you were ever going to see A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, it's true. I had to help. I had to write a paper that PJ really helped with mm. um, based off schizophrenia, based off A Beautiful Mind. So, a Beautiful Mind, a great movie. Highly oh, recommend. It's a fantastic but, movie. Yeah, because he's just like, hey, you're you're like really boring, blah, 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 and you only focus. Let's go have some fucking fun. And yeah. Yeah. This is A Beautiful Mind, the anime, aka The Great Pretender. A Beautiful <laughs> yeah. Pretender, the anime. But I see this as more like intentionally he's escaping into this imaginary world, right? Whereas like A Beautiful Mind, they were just kind of always there it's pan's labyrinth there you go pan's the labyrinth pen meets, lab the yeah. great pan labyrinth tender i don't know why that wasn't the title because this is clearly <laughs> what the anime is about el labyrinth de la fauna great pretender <laughs> oh there you go. pj bilingual no that's <laughs> All right. Well, I I'm so hyped for this plot. This is uh, <laughs> sounds like a great anime. So I'm really excited to see how much of it comes true <laughs> after we watch episodes one and two because that rhymes. Oh, Doctor. So Seuss. let's do that, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> All right, we're back, and we watched episodes one and two of Great Pretender. Lauren, tell me what did you think? It was so much fun. Here I was painting this really dark picture for this gentleman, but it was very funny and it kept me on the edge of my seat because like, what's going to happen next? It was a really fun time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely picked this for you because I know you like, you know, like heist stuff and thrillers and like, you know, that, that kind of like outsmarting each other. Yeah, people outsmarting each other is a big thing for you and media. So the second I watched this anime and it was going to be a part of this month, I was like, ooh, this will be great for Lauren. <laughs> and it was great for Lauren. I had such a fun time. <laughs> Um, so then let's go through some housekeeping super quick because there's not a ton because it's, it's going to be the theme of the month. These are very new anime. Uh -huh. <laughs> Great Pretender is an original anime directed by Hiro Kaburagi and done by Wit Studio for Netflix. It ran from June to September of 2020 for 23 episodes split up amongst two seasons. A manga adaptation was released, written by Ryoto Kosawa, who also wrote the anime. It was published in Magkami magazine from June 2020 onward and has one current collected volume. With that, let's jump into episode one and two. Con artist Makoto Edamura successfully tricks a woman into buying an expensive water filtration system she really didn't need with help from his partner, Kudo. Shortly afterwards, the two try to con the French con man Laurent Thierry, but end up getting conned by him instead. With law enforcement in pursuit, Edamura runs away and spots Laurent in a taxi. He hitches a ride with Laurent to Haneda Airport and then catches a flight to LAX. 
Laurent takes Edamura to Beverly Hills to meet up with famed movie producer and secret drug kingpin Eddie Cassano at his Beverly Hills mansion and is introduced to Laurent's partner, Abigail Abby Jones. Abby, pretending to be a wannabe actress and hanger-on of Cassano's, is fed a drug in the form of Japanese-style hard candy called Sakura Magic and feigns a drug-induced trance in order to convince Cassano to buy it from Laurent. Not pleased with the way Laurent has been using him, Edamura tries to run away but is captured due to the tracking device that Laurent securely placed on him. He is knocked unconscious by Abigail and regains consciousness only to find himself hanging from the Hollywood sign. Edamura recalls the events that led him to becoming a con man. Struggling to find work due to his father's criminal past, he gets a job as a salesman for Kudo's company to support his ailing mother, Miki Edamura, only to find that the company has been engaging in consumer fraud without his knowledge. The police did not believe he didn't know about the scam and Edamura was sent to prison. After being released on parole, Edamura's criminal record prevented him from getting a new job and his mother passed away. With no other way to make a living, Edamura approached Kudo, offering to partner with him and become Japan's greatest con man. In the present, after Laurent and Abigail cut Edamura down from the Hollywood sign, Laurent explains his intention to scout him with help of associates and Sakura magic is fake, and he is using its rumored existence to scam Kasano. That night, Laurent meets with Kasano and makes a deal to sell a huge badge of Sakura magic to him. Not pleased with his role in the scheme, Edamura walks out and reflects while holding a Gashapon figure of Toyotomi Hideyoshi, who he considers to be the greatest con man in history, after being harshly criticized by Abby. Two days later, Edamura greets Laurent and Abby at Kasano's mansion with a renewed sense of confidence after upselling Sakura Magic. And that is episode one and two of Great Pretender. Was this my very first Netflix anime? Netflix, like at all, like Netflix original anime? Yes. Yeah, I, it was. I was so surprised. I don't know why, but I hadn't assumed, I, I guess never realized that Netflix did their own. Oh yeah, they do so many. It's a big market for them. That makes sense. I mean, so to talk about the anime itself, it's mm. the it's so just it's so unique like its art style is so poppy it's Mm -hmm. so colorful it's so wild and intense and crazy like it's like jazz as an art form it really reminds me of like 80s art too with like just the symmetrical shapes everywhere and the way the color is like divided where it's like a lot of the color isn't fully blended there's a lot of like hard lines in it but it's all Mm -hmm. still like pastels and like that like way brighter um, color palette. I love it. Yeah, it did definitely have a sense of like nostalgia to it. And can I say, I mean, this is only like the second time, but like I love seeing places I know depicted in anime because I'm like, oh, look, I know that. Right? <laughs> I know LAX. I've been there. When it <laughs> opened with him hanging from the Hollywood side, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. We're in LA. Uh, I mean, <laughs> That's yeah, wild. It's, uh, it's case one is the Los Angeles connection. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. And I. Between the two seasons, you go through four cases. Okay. Okay. So the first one's LA. Yeah. So you have LA, Singapore, and I forget the other two because they're in season two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Of course. Which I have not seen. Uh, but I hear good things. But I do love the like fake LA things. Uh, like not in an Outburger, in the Outburger. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you guys don't eat it in the Outburger because that's where I eat. Well, you've taken us there several times after work. And it's you've true, actually yeah. never gotten anything from there, so. I can't let other people see me eat. It's like a whole thing. Sounds like me in high school in front of all my ex-boyfriends <laughs> because I had an ED. She had, <laughs> she had employment disability. <laughs> she had no jobs, you guys. No, zero jobs. Absolutely no jobs. Could not be seen eating. <laughs> because she was poor right because she didn't have it's a job she had food insecurity all right guys we've had a fun time today <laughs> but a lot of americans suffer for food insecurity that's why we're partnering with nz out to feed america <laughs> uh did you know lauren that germany has feed american like sarah mclaughlin in the arms of an angel about feeding americans that's a legit thing it, they do yeah. yeah, like straight up, just like, you know, this German Sarah McLaughlin, just like next to like an American child being like, this child has very little access to healthy food or food at all. 45% of American children suffer from food insecurity. Your donation can help feed Americans. Like it's, it, we're, we're really living in a, in a post-capitalist hellscape here in America. We yeah. super are. Please feed the children good things and not in the out burger. And you yeah. know why we're in a post-capitalist housecape is, or at least a late-stage capitalist housecape, is because of rich criminals. And that's why I like that these guys only scam rich criminals. Oh yeah. my god. 
So in the restaurant, because uh, PJ had already seen it, and then he uh, he watched the two episodes with me, mm-hmm. and uh, I literally had like an audible like, oh, when like he scammed the guy uh, in the restaurant, it was just like, mm-hmm. let's put it on his bill, like. And then when you have Laurent be like, we like later be like, we only scam the bad guys. And PG's like, see, <laughs> did you see that? I was like, yeah, honestly, I feel a lot better. And he's like, I knew, I knew it. I knew you would. I was just like, yeah, oh. I like that. They, they make that very clear though. It's like, Hey, we know we're not doing great things, but we're going to do those things to worse people than us. We're not going to do these things to people who are just innocent. It's very Robin Hood. Very Robin Hood. Which was super gay. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, let's talk about, you don't get a ton of it in episode one and two. You get a little bit for sure though, but I'm like, the entire time I'm like, damn, Edamuda and fucking Laurent. Do you mean Edamami? There's something here. Oh, we don't. Oh, we don't. (laughs) We don't need to go there. I mean, it was super racist. Obviously, it was not even, I don't even think it was like super duper racist, but I think like it was that like, I, you know, that thing, it's like casual racism. Yeah. Which America is all about. I mean, yeah. yeah. Initially, it was funny at first because he was like, last name Edamame? And he's like, no, it's not. It's this. And then he just kept calling him Edamame after that. So, because he wants to kiss him. Oh, he's into him. As a fellow foreign named a person in mm. America who also got told, like, your name's too hard to remember. I'm just going to give you a similar base nickname. Yeah. Uh, I related a lot to Edamura in this moment. <laughs> it gave me flashbacks to my third grade in- third grade math teacher saying, I'm too white to say your name. I'm just going to call you PJ. Oh, just my God. PJ. I knew that story. But every time I hear it, it just always, like, is like a gut punch. I, like, well, I vividly remember him saying the exact words, I'm too white to say that, can I just call you PJ? Like, that's not a paraphrase on my part. <laughs> he said that to little tiny PJ. And I was like, okay. And then it just stuck because I was like, oh, people are actually saying my name right, I guess. I guess. And then, like, oh. I just, you know, I just, I am PJ now. Like, it, it worked out for me in the long run. That's what I like to go by anyways. Honestly, the amount of times I had to correct my family, they're like, where's Pedro? It's like, oh, that's not his name. They're like, mm, I'm pretty sure it's his name. It was like, no, it's uh, Pedro Jose. Like, <laughs> You're it's like, all- I'm pretty sure I fucking married him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and I was just like, no, it's Pedro Jose, and they're like, oh, why Why does he say his, like, middle name? And I was just like, no, his first it's name, not- like, <laughs> it's not spaced out, it's not two names, it's just all one name, Pedro Jose. <laughs> and then I always have to go into, like, yeah, it's not just him, it's his siblings, too, we have beep. Beep, You're beep. doxing me here, Skylar. <laughs> You're doxing me here, Skylar. Just beep everything out. Just like, yes, beep. But um, yeah, so I totally related to Edamura here. And, Aww. you know, Laurent was basically my third grade math teacher. <laughs> Did you? Uh, nope, I'm not going to go there. Nope. Did nope, I have a sexual on. relation yes. with my third grade math teacher? <laughs> We're no. moving on. He no. was kind of cute, though. I'm not going to lie. Remembering back at it, I'm like, he was mm. cute. But back to this, speaking of Laurent, I love yeah. kind of like his whole vibe. He's so funny. Yeah, he's very funny. He's got like, you know, the very suave gentleman thief thing going, which I always mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And there's one trope I love of many because I love a lot of tropes. It's the gentleman thief. <laughs> Oh, yes. love a gentleman thief. I love the whole gambit though he has running here with Makoto, right? Mm-hmm. Specifically, like the fact that he went through all of this great lengths to like find a con man in Japan and then get his partner to make him think he was being conned out so that he could run away and get into his taxi to go to LA and join him on this thing. Like he like long conned him in like such an exquisite way. And the moment that Makoto realizes it when he sees the gold watch and he just has like that intense panic attack, he's like, everyone was wearing this watch. And even Laurent's like, oh yeah, did you get the hit? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. That was like a whole thing. (laughs) Again, that was a moment where I was like, ah, thank God he didn't con the old lady. He didn't con the old lady. The old lady was in on it the whole time. And now the other old lady, A, got a free vacation because remember when they got back in, she was like, wow, I don't even remember putting in for that vacation. And B, got a free water filtration system. (laughs) She sure did. Look at her go. We love to see some people doing good. 
And then we have the con artist old lady who's like literally so old and so big and so played up for like aesthetic laughs and just mm-hmm. being like, do you want me to try to seduce him with this body? <laughs> I like that she was a great seducer in her time, well, though. Yeah, That's she probably the still I is. Want, is the great seducer. Oh, look at that! Look at you pitch that to Netflix right now. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel, Great Seducer. That it would be the prequel because it would be her her early nope, days. It's a sequel. Oh. We're going full gilf on this. Honestly, <laughs> let's do it. There's not enough gilf representation in media. There isn't, but this we could really like start breaking some ground here. Oh, God. The entire time, have you guys seen The Sting? Yeah. No. With Paul Newman and Robert Redford? Very, very famous heist movie. One of the most famous heist movies. This gave me such intense Sting vibes, because as soon as you think you know what's going on, the tables turn and everything's completely different. You're just like, what? So, yeah, no, I love love this. I mean, at the end of episode two, when, you know, (laughs) can I say, I also love the moment where Laurent's like, he'll be back by noon. And then they cut to Pastoon and he's like, all right, it's Pastoon. We have to start. I guess we have to start over. (laughs) We have to do this all over again. Uh, Like, he was so confident. And then, like, he's like, okay, maybe not. All right, let's go. But then I like when they get there and he's like, upsold it, like, at twice the price already. Yes. And he's like, all right, that's a bet. Rub my feet, Laurent. And honestly, the way Laurent was looking at him, I was like, they're going to fuck later. This I was also, it also felt like Abby was positing that he was into him because Edamura is like, oh, uh, you weren't consulted on him picking me. She was like, no, Laurent thinks quickly and with and with what's beneath his pants. Oh, yeah, with his dick. And I was like, well, I mean, she specifically says with what's beneath his pants. <laughs> That's true. We don't know. We don't know what so Laurent's say, gender uh, is. We don't know what. Let's assume Lauren. Jesus. Yeah, that's canceled. Am I canceled again? Okay, canceled. <laughs> You're one of those people who are just like, no genders. What's in your pants? No, no. <laughs> gross. But, uh, that was really gross. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was like, are you applying that Laurent? finds Edamura hot is that what we're getting here that's but also the I'm moment getting. when he like puts the pen in his jacket was kind of hot mm-hmm. well something i was just like ooh, because pj was like uh la look at we're in la and i was just like damn i haven't seen la in anime since we watched banana fish and now there's more gay stuff is this just like in anime it's just gay if it's in la that's why it rhymes oh <laughs> gay la um gay la i was you just know? like this is just less sad more colorized banana fish if it's gonna happen anywhere it better happen you even here. have the very tough criminal blonde with the twin brunette boy <laughs> it's the same dynamic here <laughs> maybe i should see banana fish oh lauren you should and you will cry lauren i don't think you could hand banana fish. it's so sad like literally oh. if you go listen to the episode we recorded i have a mental breakdown and i sob uncontrollably to be fair lauren is not as much of a baby as you are I okay. I can't take the horror. I can take emotional destruction. I watch episode one and then report back to me, please. Yes, ma'am. But regardless, uh, back regardless. to this anime. But check out our banana fish episode to hear Skylar cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just that. You only have to listen for that. <laughs> Can I also talk about, speaking of the fact that Skylar was like, oh, but like the languages are different or like the, you know, regions are different. I love that the first like five minutes of this anime are them all speaking broken English. Yes. Yes. And then there's that like graphic <laughs> where it's like, for the rest of this anime, it's just going to be in Japanese for your listening pleasure. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, like I like that, like, I, and it happens right after Laurent makes fun of uh, Edamura's English accent. Yes. Uh, and I, I like that because it almost makes me feel, it doesn't even almost make me feel, I know that it was the director being like, no, Edamura having a bad English accent is important to me for his characterization. So mm-hmm. I want that to happen and we need to not cut to Japanese until after that. And then it's just <laughs> exclusively in Japanese after. I was going to say, because, like, Laurent, you could tell it's not his first language, but, like, it's mm-hmm. pretty good. Like, yeah. you could understand it. Uh, unlike when he speaks Spanish <laughs> yeah, Ooh. to Salazar. <laughs> and he's like, hola, mi amigo. <laughs> oh, my God. And he when he said gracias, he... <laughs> he said gracias. Yes, and I was like... <laughs> 
excuse me. <laughs> Which, what a European way of saying gracias. It is. It is so European. Gracias. That's so Italian. I was going to say he's uh, Italian. Maybe yeah. Portuguese. <laughs> he's Ital- it's a fr- fr- Italian. Do you remember that commercial, by the way? No. No. Oh my god, you guys, it's a Dunkin' Donuts commercial from like the mid-2000s where they're like mocha something, cappuccino. They go through all the different types of like fancy coffees and then they're like, I don't know what it is. Is it French or is it Italian? Perhaps (laughs) for Italian. All of the (laughs) middle 2000s was problematic. And I think oh, about that commercial all the time. Like, I will just be walking around being like, perhaps for Italian. It lives rent-free in your head. So many commercials from the mid-2000s do. Oh, <laughs> I will never get over the fucking Quiznos sub. The Quiznos weird fucking rat creatures. I we remember like Quiznos. We are the you both went for the same vibe. It's the same. That's the whole commercial. It's these two weird rat things with like photoshopped on eyes and mouth, and mouth? singing no. in this weird it's like. It's literally like that TikTok songs. filter. Oh no! It's Warren, so you don't wild. understand. We did such an amazing impression of that fucking commercial. <laughs> no, I'm sure you guys did. You're gonna have one of our listeners or a couple of them like you, they're gonna be taken back to the 2000s with those impressions oh they definitely just put that on like PJ <laughs> cut the audio into it oh no. yeah for sure <laughs> they're like it's too realistic <laughs> let the wiki show I was here for this it was real <laughs> oh god oh my so god back to this anime again this is the tangentiest <laughs> one but you know what this is a lot of anime so I, I'm okay with it it has a lot of real life connections it does have a lot of real life connections and you know what I was like shook by and it made mm. me be like these people have never eaten food before was when they're eating lobster, lobster? yes <laughs> I was like no one in this frame is eating lobster right None not of a them single were. person like no. Abby is like sucking on the lobster that's how you Which, eat like, like I guess crawfish, I was like right? that's I was, crawfish, yes, but not lobster. Yeah, I was like, I guess you could eat lobster that way, right? But then Laurent is like slicing lobster and eating it, and I was like, these people, these animators have never eaten a lobster in their life. They that just know that it's something that's rich, rich people. Food. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Scott allergic to shellfish. <laughs> she is, but PJ and I have had a lot of seafood in our time. Lobster is a hard-shelled, it's a hard-shelled crustacean, so Mm -hmm. you need to crack it open and pull out the meat to eat it so you can't just slice it like a fucking cake. Sometimes it is delivered to you without the the lobster shell which around totally it. if they had gone that direction i i was i re when i rewatched it with skylar i was like maybe i misremembered and the shell was already off they just had the head and the tail there for aesthetics nope shell's defo there maybe it was there to show how powerful he is with <laughs> a butter knife it's strong as shit Laurent is just strong <laughs> as shit he's like yeah this is nothing for me it's actually a fucking threat the whole dinner is a fucking threat Oh my god, I didn't think about it in that context. I have to rewatch the scene Damn. now. Seriously, Skylar's just right, shed new man. light to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the entire time and when Makoto, when he grabbed the lobster and just started like digging into it, I was like, that's more realistic. Cause he was like breaking the shell apart. Yeah, I was just so shook. I was like, oh my god, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> this is so just so much chaos <laughs> in one scene. <laughs> But can we talk now of sadder stuff? Oh, no. Edamura has such a sad backstory. I yeah, was so It really sad. fucking bummed me out. You know, everyone judges him based on his hot, hot dad, which you haven't met yet, but his dad's so hot. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, because he had a criminal past and his mom's just so sweet. So She's like nice. so sweet. And she oh. just loves her son and believes in him. And, and he doesn't know that... And I just, I just feel so bad because, like, he literally didn't know that he was part of a scam, and no mm-hmm. one believes him. I know. I was like, you guys, you guys, he's telling the truth. But yeah, no. Every like officer after officer was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Your dad's a con artist. Clearly, you're a con artist too. And I was like, no, sweet boy, he's not. Hey, but 
A cab is everywhere. Yeah, and then all the employers were like, I don't know, I can't hire a criminal, which is a big problem in society. Yeah, it just create it just makes criminals become state criminals because they can never go straight. Exactly, it's the failings of a criminal justice. In this essay, we will (laughs) abolish prison. I was gonna say it's institutionalized slavery, like abolish prisons, fuck cops. Yeah, that's crocheted on my pillow. <laughs> it's needlepoint. It and is needlepoint. Like, yeah. You know, like I get it because, like, Kudo is like a complicated character to like because he's like kind of like a little impish man. <laughs> he is though, and like, but he's like, and he's like not a bad guy, but he's like a no. con artist, right? Too, yeah. But he, you can tell he's like lower level con artist. Yeah, and I also do like when, like, you know, they're being arrested. He literally is like, "Please go easy on the boy," and they don't listen to him. But he's like, he, like, literally, please go easy on him. But yeah, he tries, and he's the one that uh, Makoto goes back to at the yeah. end of it. Yeah, when like he's like, "Please don't kill me," because <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Makoto like pulls him off to the side in that alley, and he's like, "Um, please don't resort to violence." And he's like, "No, I mean, if everyone's gonna treat me like a criminal, I might as well fucking become one." <laughs> Let's right. go. Let's go. Um, when I saw everyone was in cahoots, I was like, oh, this is very that movie with Dave Franco where they're magicians, but also mostly con artists. Now what, you catch see me, me if you can. Oh, no. not catch me if you can. Catch yeah, me if you can is that was Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom and Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yes, thank you. I was thinking now you see me, but I said the other one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we were there. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Isla Fisher, <laughs> Dave Franco, the rest of oh Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, Facebook movie got yeah. Is it Morgan Freeman who's in? I yes. never there was saw like it. Yes. okay Morgan, yeah. I've seen both, so <laughs> I was like there was some really big actor that they in got. the first one. It's like this very fun but like a little unrealistic like magic heist movie, and then mm-hmm. in the second one, I'm like, oh, are they real magic? <laughs> Is this because like. This is Harry Potter. Are they sorcerers? Because they still do like the same like quote unquote magic tricks, but some of them I'm like, there's no physical way that that's possible. Fun fact, Lauren, because we saw a TikTok. Dave Franco got really, really, really good at close up magic, and so they uh, showed it more in the second movie, and they had no oh. intention to, but he, he was just like, he just yeah, got really good at it. I got really good at. It. He just fucking loved it. Good for him. Also, fun fact, there's a scene where Isla Fisher is in, like, you know, one of those, like, you know, submersion tanks. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, you know, her character's supposed to be, like, hey, I'm drowning, let me out. And then, like, you know, it's supposed to be, like, it's a very intense scene where people think, like, oh, no, she's dying. And then she appears behind the audience being, like, that's terrible. You're going to kill her. And then it's supposed to be, like, a big fun reveal for the audience. Mm -hmm. But, like, she was actually drowning in that scene and no one really realized it. They just thought she was acting. Yeah, really they were like, wow, what a great actress. Another super fun fact, Dave Franco has a third brother. James Franco and Dave Franco have another brother. So do Liam Hemsworth and Chris Hemsworth. So do Nick Jonas and Joe Jonas. That's why I love Kevin. He's my favorite. <laughs> do they? I don't my think favorite. that's true. I Kevin think Kevin is, is just a myth. the best brother, hands down. I think he's just a myth. <laughs> Wow, I guess Lauren's not friends with me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just overall, I really just love the... You know, we didn't even talk about Abby, who is also really... I love Uh, Abby. She's so cool. She's so cool. I love... Can I say, I mean, obviously I love her like intense like meth freak out. But I love when uh, they're telling... Edamura, which I love that we keep switching between Makoto and Edamura, but uh, when they tell Edamura that the drug isn't real and she just does the face again, and oh, it's so restaurant. funny. It's so funny. Honestly, oh she's just like, <laughs> as soon as the the head mafia producer man was like, she's really fucking stupid. I was like, no, she's really smart. I'm guessing she's probably <laughs> in on it. And she was. Yeah, no, she's. She's so cool. And I love the when they meet in the alley and uh Edamura's like, I know karate, and he clearly does it. And then Abby comes out of fucking nowhere and just knocks him out. I was like, ah, there uh, she is. She doesn't just knock him out. She does a full odd reference to the karate kid. With the crane where she kick. Crane the crane kicks kick. him and says, No mercy, but in very broken English and said, No mushy. <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal. 
Oh. The amount of doubts too, like also when she like has to cut him down for the Hollywood sign and she just like straight up lets him drop and she's like, Hey, you said let him go. Like she's such a literalist. And then I she's also so love like how much she like fucks with Edamura and like she just keeps calling him like a fucking loser virgin <laughs> when he's about to go back to his room and she's like, Go jerk off in your nest, you virgin. <laughs> You know who was really interested in Abby when she, because later on, even she was like, Yeah, he's such a virgin. And Laurent was like, Oh, really? Is he? (laughs) He was like, I can deflower this innocent little Japanese boy. (laughs) But I also love that, I don't know, she's just uh, really badass. Like, she, you know, clearly her and Laurent have been doing this. Like, when (laughs) she's also a little racist, which is, you know, its own thing. (laughs) Americans. uh, When she's like, or when she's like, why didn't, why'd you bring in this novice? Why didn't we get that guy like Yah, Yah or Yo that we had on the uh, Miami job? And Laurent's like, he was from Thailand. And she's like, they all look the same. I was like, oh, they, okay. <laughs> to be oh, fair, though, yikes. I don't think Cassano would have been able to tell the difference. Which, speaking of Cassano, this motherfucker's a genius. Because he makes trash movies to just make mm-hmm. money, which is its own thing. But do you, are you guys aware of the Golden Raspberry Awards? No. Yes, of course. Oh. <laughs> okay. The Golden Raspberry Awards happen around the same time as the Oscars every year. They are the uh, antithesis of the Oscars. They are the awards for the worst movies of the year. <laughs> uh, they are known as the Razzies. And they are canonically a thing in this world. He says that his movies have won Golden Raspberry Awards. And he stuck to his gun so much on winning those Golden Raspberries Awards that his most famous series is known as the Razzie series. He literally was like, oh yeah, you think my movies are bad? I'm literally going to name them after the bad movie awards and even i think at some point someone was like those are actually pretty good movies <laughs> yeah and i mean i like that he's like tried to make better movies like when he's reading the script he's like this is trash leo would never be in this <laughs> catch me if you can there it is which can we also say catch me if you can a phenomenal movie it is such a great movie you know Cassano being like uh a, you know a scummy rich guy and i like the little backstory on his like involvement and everything i do like that they have to clarify that he is a hung like a horse and fucks like a horse. Do horses do good they fuck him. hard? Oh, fuck yeah, they do, Lauren. Oh, good for them. They'll rupture uh, some intestines up in that piece. Wow, seen that hinta? It's called inflation. <laughs> Skylar always in here with the wild hentai. <laughs> So, like, Cassano, you get more of Salazar as the show goes on, and I was like, finally, some stereotypical Latino representation in this, <laughs> in my anime. I was getting too used to just somewhat Latino representation. I'm glad I got a drug bodyguard. But, you know, we Abby is so cool. You didn't even meet the fourth member of the gang, like the fourth I consistent manger, member, which we'll get see a little bit in the context. Yay. But even as we go, like, you know, we have all of these great characters. We have these be- this beautiful scenery, this very wild and interesting art. It's mm-hmm. so chaotic. Like, there were parts where I was just like, what's happening? Where are we going? What's- what are we looking at? Mm-hmm. And you have that very great moment where he, like, looks back at the one Gashapon figure he still has left of Toyotomi Hideyoshi. And he's like, this is who I'm going to be. A really uh, interesting person for someone to look up to as a con artist. Or a confidence confidence man, if you a will. A confidence man. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. He mentions uh, that he thinks that that man was the greatest confidence artist of all time. Going from a farmer to the king. I was like, huh. Interesting way to look at history. <laughs> but uh, aside from all that, you have these interesting characters. You have these interesting backstories and setups. And, you know, uh, Anamura being into the Gashapons is cool. We have these, like, fun little character quirks. And you have a lot of fun music. Yeah, like, I really liked anime. it a lot. So, like, and I just so mean, good. like, the background music. Like, you know, like, when they first go to Kasano's and there's, like, that rap song playing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just like the jazz that kind of pervades this anime. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. during like, you know, which are my favorite part of like crime, outsmart, heist movies is the like, let me tell you everything that you didn't notice scenes. Yes. Uh, they fucking are my bread and butter. <laughs> Ugh, I was so happy. I was like, oh, I got a, I got jazz. I finally get jazz. You're so jazzed about it. You're so jazzed yeah. about it. You like jazz? I was going to say, you like jazz? <laughs> Do you want to enter uh... a... <laughs> Never mind. From B-movie? 
Yeah, <laughs> you one of PJ's yeah. favorite films. Interspecies uh, relationship. Uh, yeah, interspecies. What is the what is that uh, hentai anime? It's not actually a hentai, but people are like, this is the borderline that came out in like 2020, and everyone talked about interspecies something what what was sure the... it's not a hentai pg it's <laughs> definitely not the... a hentai it's called interspecies reviewers what was the relationship here uh and it is a anime by by like a margin like it just goes just not far enough to be a hentai because it is a fantasy sex comedy manga uh... ah what's the relationship who's who is it like who's the who's the animal? What's the animal? Oh no! I think it's called interspecies reviewers because they're fucking different species and oh. figuring out which is like the best to fuck. I, I don't know this it. to be clear, by the way. Like I haven't watched it, but based on what I've heard and based on this poster that I have now pulled up for myself, and mm. Jesus Louise is this art. Um, that's what I think this is about. I'm literally going to share the screen for like five seconds so you guys can see this fucking Please do. abomination. About Oh, no. Look at how ginormous Whoa. these breasts are. Oh, my God. Look They're at this huge. octopus woman. Look at this old lady. Hell yeah, guilt representation. That's there why we're is. here for interspecies reviewers. You beat us to the punch. Ah, uh, but ours will become mainstream. And speaking of beating us to the punch, we have some heck of beats in this anime with the anime intro and outro, uh, which I'd love to talk about because we have an exciting first when we talk about the outro. But let's talk about the intro first, which is GP, which obviously GP standing for Great Pretender because it is an original OP for this anime. Uh, but yes, we have GP by Yutaka Yamada. Lauren, what did you think of it? We have mentioned Catch Me If You Can several times today, and those are the vibes that I got while I was watching this. I loved the jazz combo. It was so perfect for this world and for what they're doing. I had such a great time with this intro. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. I, you know, I I love and listeners of the podcast will know I love jazz anime ops. They are yeah. so good to me. Any op that you put in front of me and it is jazz, it's gonna get a ten out of ten for me. And this is no different. Uh, it's got some great highs, great lows, phenomenal visuals. They amazing remind me visuals. of like amazing old heist movies, like you know, like ones from like the sixties and seventies that had like the animated intro visuals. Mm-hmm. It's reminded me so much of that. It gave me like very good vibes. So good. I was going to say the 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 visuals to the intro is what set me down the path of catch me if you can. It's very catch me if you can. Uh, I love it. It was so good. Uh, yeah, absolutely love it. Phenomenal. And then for our outro, we have a first for us on the podcast, which is an actual modern or contemporary song, which we have Great Pretender by Freddie Mercury. Uh, Lauren, what did you think about it? I was so shocked. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's Freddie Mercury. I know this song. Did you know that Freddie Mercury <laughs> did a cover of Great Pretender? I didn't. No, I thought it was just the platters. Same. But then 
this started and I was like, that is Freddie Mercury. He has such a distinct voice. And I got chills because it's such a great cover. Were and they multiplying? I was losing control. And then there were kitties. We had cats singing the song. So, hey, we have cats singing the song. Fun fact, those are based off of Freddy's cats. Oh, really? Yeah. I love love I'm crying. (laughs) This is so great. But yeah, I mean, I had actually heard the Freddie Mercury version of Great Pretender before. Uh, Actually, before I ever listened to the Platters version. I love both versions. But Freddie, I mean, they're both of different energy. Like almost you can kind of tell when the Platters sing Great Pretender. It is like this like very tragic love story between a man and a woman. Yeah, it's kind of sad. And when (laughs) Freddie sings it, it's almost like this this story of, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into this. It almost feels like someone that he like that he had to lose because they weren't out yet is like Mm. the vibe I get when he sings it. It definitely sounded like, oh, I can't be out. Like, yeah, it was very... Yeah, it gives it a very different meaning to me. I loved it. Oh, man, I didn't even go there, but it's... You know what? I see it. It's true. I gotta go back and listen to it again. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's phenomenal. Obviously, like, what could you say about Freddie Mercury that hasn't been said? One of the greatest vocalists, one of the greatest singers, and it is amazing to have him on this anime outro. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm just happy they didn't take it out of the anime. Looking at you, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Well, to be fair, Neon Genesis Evangelion had Fly Me to the Moon years ago, and relicensing it would have been hard. This is new, and they just licensed it. And Netflix did it, so they got Netflix money. They well, I mean, Netflix, Netflix also money. has the on Genesis Evangelion. They just didn't have Fly Me to the Moon money. <laughs> All of that aside, phenomenal anime intro and outro. I think we're about to get to one of our most challenging or easiest versions of this segment. What modern contemporary artist would you pick for the anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you kick us off with that intro GP? So for the intro, I went, of course, you got to go jazz. I said Lou Donaldson. Specifically, I was listening to his song Sputnik, and it, it was like, it was perfect. Okay. I, okay. I could see Lou Donaldson. I've never heard Sputnik, but I, I like, I could see Lou Donaldson. He tends to have his higher listened to songs tend to be uh, slower jazz. So you got to find the faster ones. Yeah. But that's kind of where do, I was like, okay. Yeah. No, you, when you do find the faster ones, he has the same tempo and there's similar instruments to it. So I, I think he could do this song justice. I, I promise yeah. to not be like overly judgmental or mean for this segment. <laughs> so. I think it's great. So the last time we did a jazz song, which was for the phenomenal anime Kakiguri, mm. I picked an artist and Skylar shit so deep on <gasps> me. She was like, you're, you're wrong. They would never do this song. Like, I'm a jazz expert and you are an idiot. <laughs> I'm not a wow. jazz expert. I never said that. Uh, that was the vibes. Um, so I did a lot more research this time around and picked an artist I felt very confident about. So that Skylar couldn't shit straight down my throat. Let's go. Uh, Do it. I went with Buddy Rich. Oh my Ooh. God. I was definitely considering Buddy Rich. Uh, the only thing that I didn't, that How I didn't you. go with him. You're about to say some mean shit. No, it's not. The only thing like I didn't, he has like a very like richness to his brass and I wanted something a little bit more. um, Right. Something brighter. uh, Well, I wanted something a little bit like more cutthroat. Like it was Mm. just a little too smooth to me. But I think that's a phenomenal answer. I think it's a great choice. I think he would do great. Skylar. All right, Skylar, take us home. Yeah. Who is it, Skylar? So let's go. A term that I learned from an anime episode we did called uh, bebop jazz. Uh, So it was a lot of fun. It's just like big band jazz, mostly brass. And Mm. so um, I was just like, oh, you know what? This reminds me a lot of like Whiplash. So I was going through the Whiplash album. Wasn't fully satisfied with anything. But then I just kept going through like related artists and I uh I ended up on um Charlie Parker, specifically his song Coco. Charlie Parker's a really good choice. Can yeah. I say uh I really love that choice. Skylar has me uh help her with a lot of her essays because she can't like write extensively about things. And yet right. she'll fucking give us like a five minute audio essay about <laughs> why she picked the artist that she picked. And it's always like so 
perfectly executed. So well executed. thought out. It's like a journey yes. that you're taking down. I'm it's sorry. Like, just like write about ride. what you know. Unfortunately, a lot of my uh, psychology stuff isn't about music. You can make it you about can music. You can also, yeah. Yeah, anything could be about music, Skylar. All right. So let's move on to the outro. We have some phenomenal options for our intro. Let's move on to our outro, which obviously I would appreciate if no one picked Freddie Mercury or Queen or the Platters. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man. Well, then I'm out. No, but I'm I do feel like I know the other direction we can go, but I respect it. So let's go where we're going to go. All right. Skylar wants to kick it off this week. So Skylar, go for it. No, okay, so we were uh, having a lot of fun last night, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm going to choose Rami Malik." and PJ was like, you know he was, like, lip-syncing, right? And so I, like, <laughs> low-key didn't believe him, so I looked it up, and I was like, oh, he was lip-syncing, but he wasn't lip-syncing Freddie Mercury, he was lip-syncing uh, Mark Martell, so I'm going with Mark Martell. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Mark Martell, F- Freddie Mercury impressionist. I was going to say famously down. known. Lauren, I feel like I know where you're going to go with this. I think you probably do, because uh, he's my favorite vocalist. And it would sound different, but I'm going to... I said Brendan Urie. Oh! Not, okay. Yeah. I would have him just do it, right? He He's doing the cover. I could definitely hear him singing The Great Pretender and having a lot of fun with it. Like, yes, the voice isn't the same, but I think it would be really fun. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I think that Brendan Urie is a great choice. Mark Martell is a great choice. I think they're better choices than what I went with. Let me be clear. <sighs> I don't know about that. Who'd you go with? Uh, which also, let me add, obviously, the other elephant in the room one would have been Mika to pick Mika. Yeah, that's, of course. that's who mm-hmm. I thought Lauren was going to go with. No, I was like, let's let's try to be. I appreciate that be, we all yeah. went out of the box here, except for let's Skylar. go out of the box. Skylar <laughs> went out of the box to like fall back into the box. It's okay. I'm <laughs> there was another so box when she stepped I out of it. I have an answer that I like, but so I started doing this thing where I prep for the episodes weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. So I'll do all of the research, including picking my artist. And I picked an artist originally that I'm like, I literally could not tell you why I picked this artist. But I would listen to the shit out of it. But I do have my actual artist. But oh, okay. the artist, well, I was like, why did I pick this? Was Brian Adams. Wow. Oh, my God. That would be so fun. But I was, that that's why I was like, I don't know why time. I picked this. But damn, would I listen to that? Were we watching Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron? <laughs> <laughs> but the artist I actually went with was the Ink Spots. I would love that. That would be so cute. You would have a breakdown. Like the part where it finally gets into the crescendo, it would be like the the deeper voiced member of the Ink Spots talk singing it instead. But other than that, it'd be basically a very good rendition of the song. Yeah. I would I listen to really cool. all of these. Hell yeah. I'm proud of all of us for not picking the easy answers. <laughs> Um, and a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, section of this uh, of this podcast, which now uh, all that's left to do is watch some additional clips, get some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts. So we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back, and we had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, see some additional heists, some additional action scenes, some additional long cons. Lauren, tell me, after all of that, what did you think of Great Pretender? I really, really like this anime. I mean, I love heist movies, and I love outsmarting people. I mean, you chose well to show this one to me, because <laughs> it's super cool. Yeah, I mean, I had heard about this, and I watched it in preparation for this, and I ended up just like watching a bunch of it, because I really enjoyed it. Like. Mm-hmm. The, again, just the visuals just captivate you, and Ugh. the story is so interesting. The characters are so good. Mm-hmm. I I really like this anime. Absolutely. It, there's a reason I, uh, thinking about it, put it in the best of 2020, because it is one of my favorite animes uh, that came out uh, last year. Super good. I agree. Skylar, this is uh, your first time watching it. You only watched episodes one and two like Laura did. Yes. So I'm just obsessed with, again, the way they animate and use color mm. in this anime gorgeous you know i'm a slut for that so <laughs> yeah we have a few uh really good art style unique art styles this month so i'm excited to keep talking about it uh, what a great time lauren you saw a few clips you saw a lot of the characters tell me after everything did you end up with a favorite one 
Of course I did. I'm sure it's going to come as no surprise. Laurent Theory? It's Laurent Theory. Of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. He's you so You love the smart, hot. smug ones. I know. I know I do. Who are your favorites? Gilf. The, the Gilf. Gilf. <laughs> <laughs> After seeing that she comes back in the clips, you were like, sold. There she yeah. is. Is this actually your favorite character? I think so. <laughs> Scott is like everyone else is pretty trash. Everyone else is too <laughs> hot, you know. Oh god. I just I love her backstory and I love that she still like is a is a beautiful confident gilf. <laughs> uh, I think job. my favorite character, you know, it's probably Laurent as well. Ugh. Laurent is really, really well written. Hello. Uh, you like him throughout. There's a lot of minor characters that are very fun to watch, but I oh, consistently yeah. just want to know what Laurent's got going on. There you go. Best character, best boy right there. Best man, Laurent, right there. All right. Well, we have your thoughts, your favorite character. So I think it's time that I tell you, Lauren. That I've been pulling one on you this whole time. What? No, See, you haven't. See, what you don't know <laughs> is that I orchestrated everything for you to record this episode with us today. <gasps> I made it so Noelle would be unable to record her episode today. And simultaneously, I paid off your car mechanics to be able to get your job done in a timely manner. So that you'd be available to get your mic from Noelle, who I had already pre-planned getting you your mic back. So that we could record this episode today. So that you could watch Great Pretenders. So that I could ask you one important question. Oh my god. Lauren, will you keep watching Great Pretender? I will keep watching The Great Pretender. I want to see what other heists these kids get up to. Awesome. You'll love to see it. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm super excited to see more of it. Skylar, yeah. uh, what are you feeling? Yeah, I, I really liked it. It was so fun. I mean, so that's a resounding kawaii success in the book. Double success. What a way to kick off best of 2020 month, ideally. We keep this trend going because these are the best of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with all of that said, yeah, super exciting. A Kawhi success in the book. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> and that's not where this segment ends. Because it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV. Anime music videos. Is there an uh, and it's a double trouble one today because <gasps> Skylar is also fresh on the Great Pretender boat. Yay. So we're going to kick it off with Lauren. Lauren, you know the rules. Mm-hmm. Give me your song mm-hmm. and artist for Great Pretender. I went a little literal here. Um, I went with 10,000 Hours by Macklemore. I don't even know this song that you are positing to he me. He has like a whole section in it about Welcome to the Heist. Because his album's called The Heist. Yeah. But it's I, not about a heist, though. I know. Unfortunately, Lauren, no 10,000 Hours, no Macklemore. That's unfortunately going to be a big old goose egg for you. That's okay. On this week's episode. It happens. Maybe this episode as a whole can be redeemed. Skylar, we're counting on you. Let's go. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't think it exists. But uh, for some reason, the song that I have stuck in my head for this is Me by Taylor Swift. And I can just picture uh, Laurent singing the chorus of it, just being like, there's never going to be another person like me. He, he, he. <laughs> that was really bad. But yeah. Oh, my God. So obviously, no. Yeah. Um, that's a big old second goose egg. Way to, just, way to just woof it, you guys. Yeah, well. Let me tell you then, since we got a double zero. Double zero. Uh, songs that we do find. Mm. Uh, AMVs for is Feeling Good by Michael Buble. Ooh. Okay. That's a good one. Which I think, not the Michael Buble one, but I think that is in the Catch Me If You Can soundtrack. Timber by Pitbull featuring Kesha. Hell oh. yeah. Oh. You're going down. And uh, surprisingly, our third ranked uh, one is Sweatpants by Childish Gambino. But uh, since we had a big old goose, I figured I'd tell you what the big three were for Great Pretender. But maybe there's a fourth AMV we might be Mm. able to find. I guess. (laughs) It's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Is there an AMV for Evanescence, Bring Me to Life? the great pretender all right lauren do you think it'll exist i say no i don't think it fits the vibe same yeah you guys are 100 percent correct so that is one point at least for correctly guessing if this amv would exist is that two points because i also said no nope. 
Uh, so that is one point for correctly guessing that there is no AMV for evidence that's bringing me to life to Great Pretender, because uh, that just makes sense. But uh, it did give me the result for a fourth. Uh, the top result when I searched it was Beggin' by Mainskin, which is a phenomenal song. Beggin'. It's so good. I love main skin. But that said, uh, unfortunately, just a one-pointer today. But you know what? A one-pointer is better than a no-pointer. But uh, as we closed out last month with a no-pointer. <laughs> uh, and that is where I think we're going to have to call it today for Great Pretender. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for showing this to me. I had a phenomenal time watching this anime. And then I had a phenomenal time talking about this with you and Skylar. And I hope our listeners had a great time listening to us talk about it. Uh, I hope they had a fun time. I hope they had a good time, a heisty time, a gilfy time, a <laughs> talking about a lot of different weird hentai time, a hentime. But uh, until next time, we hope your weight isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. We'll see you next time. Unless bye. that was the oh. plan all along. Oh right, my bye. God. Bye. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to the socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 